Star Wars session. Extra, extra, extra. Greetings, exalted ones, and welcome to this Star Wars Sessions Extra. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and I'm here in a soggy South End on Sea, or as the locals call it, South End. Uh, good old South End. Here for the Screen Signers by the Sea convention, which was brought to you by Ross Sandbridge and Chris Bunn. Ross was um, the body of Supreme Leader Snoke, the body that not the literal corpse, but the body double of whom many of Snoke's characteristics and uh, behaviours uh, were adapted directly from Ross's work. Uh, and Chris Bunn, who was the original Stormtrooper, because he was the first one on set in Elstree for the filming of A New Hope, way back when, in 76-odd. So, um, yeah, I'm here. We're gonna talk to, I'm going to talk to some of the uh, assembled talent, cast and crew from Star Wars in years gone by. And see what stories they've got to say. Also, because it's about to uh, start raining even more. So I'm going aside. Here's what we got. So in South End now, I'm going back in time to where it all began. To uh, Star Wars A New Hope. And I'm sitting here with Pam Rose. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm fine. Um, for the benefit of our listeners, do you mind um, describing who you played in the in that film? I've had three names, actually. <laughs> Excuse me being a bit hoarse. On set, I was Weird Girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then it was changed to Lisa Sirin. Yep. And in 2009, when they brought the action figure, it went to Lisa Serlin because they spelt it wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, was there a reason why they <coughs> changed it from the second to the third iteration? No, I don't know why they moved it from the first to the second either. Because I was out of the business for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I never knew about conventions till about 2006. Yeah. I just ran a casino in London for 20 years. Nice. So, yeah. so um, when you... How, well, firstly, how did, how did you get the gig then uh, in terms of Star Wars? Because it's not... Now we see it as this huge, big... Um, global franchise, but oh, then it obviously wasn't it wasn't. So, no. how, you know, how what was the process of getting the uh, the role then? Well, we belonged to an agent called Central Casting, and yep. in those days, it was one of the big main agents for background and things like that. Yep. And in those days, the agents used to choose who they thought would be suitable for what they required. Okay. When now they yeah. they can't imagine me in a pair of trousers and an evening dress. Mm-hmm. They want to see a picture of me in trousers and an evening right, dress. Right, okay. Yeah. So um, I gave up filming 2012 yeah. because I wasn't very happy with the way we were treated after being treated well for so many years. Mm-hmm. That's a shame how things change. Yeah. yeah. And at the beginning, we used to get paid cash at the end of the day. Yep. Yeah. Then it was like you've got wait for the money you've got to pay national insurance you've got to pay the commission for the agency and it it takes all the fun out of it mm-hmm. so I retired yep. well that's something I've they've the, the, the higher up as now at Lucasfilm we've even said that in terms of the recent films they feel like the behind the scenes production the fun has been taken out compared to the original films um, what are now known as 4, 5 and 6 which were a lot more hands on and it felt like more of a family 
atmosphere. I've had an actor mm-hmm. say to me, well, why is this background important? Mm-hmm. I said, try making a film like The Cantina yep. without the background. Honestly. You know, we all have our little part to play. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, we might not have lines or be as important as you, mm-hmm. but can you imagine a ca- cantina no. with no creatures? Well, that's the one. It's probably... I mean, that film has got so many iconic moments or sequences, but everyone remembers the canteen, cantina, whether it's the music that's playing or the, or the main characters or just a vast array of the aliens. What was it like being in there? Because your, your character in itself has a unique look. Yes. What was it like being amongst other people and thinking, maybe I'm not the strangest looking one here? Well, because my makeup took so long, by the time I got in set, most people were in costume or <laughs> things. Yep. So you didn't realise who was in half the costumes. Oh, of course, yeah. And then at night, it used to take an hour to take off. So by the time I got finished, everybody else had gone Gone. <laughs> they were gone down the pub. I probably <laughs> met more doing the conventions than I... That's <laughs> mad. That's mad. But because uh, what obviously look looking at it now, what was it like? Did you have any interaction with any of the, the you know the big guys on set? So Harrison was there, Sir Alec Guinness was on set at the time. Did you at all get a chance to say hi to them? Oh, here we go. There he is, a picture of Pam standing behind Sir Alec and Mark Hamill as well as they're talking to Han Solo. But you see, he'd only be about eighteen. Yeah, Mark was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was already 28. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we wouldn't have had anything in common anyway. Yeah, yeah. And okay. I was very respectful that they had to get in character, they had learn- lines to learn, they yeah. had to do rehearsals. So you speak to them, but I wouldn't converse with them if I thought they were busy. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. I was very respectful, which has gone out the window nowadays, I think. Yeah, I can imagine. Again, I haven't really been on many film sets, but I imagine... Yeah, it's a bit different now. When I was doing it, I always tried to keep in the background. Yep. Because when you got paid out at the end of the day, I said, Pam, were you seen? No. Hmm. Okay, seven o'clock tomorrow? Okay. And then somebody, I was sitting next to the actor. Mm -hmm. Not tomorrow. And they go, woo! So So that humility kept you coming back. You know, you can't be in a bus, you can't be walking down the road, you can't be in a restaurant if you've got your face in it. Yep. I was more interested in the day's work mm-hmm. than I was in to be famous. Yeah. Well, look where it's got you now. Like you say, you've been well on the convention circuit for what coming on coming on twenty years now. How has it? How, how has that been then? Going from obviously run, running that casino in London to suddenly you know going around England, Europe, and I guess the world as well. Yeah. Meeting meeting fans, and obviously there are some like hardcore fans who know probably more about your character than probably you do. But what's that been like? I didn't know anything about the character. <laughs> Because somebody said to me, you're in the Star Wars um, encyclopedia. Yep. So I have a backstory. So we go, Lisa observed, a human like Kirash was enslaved as a child. She has limited precognition powers and the High Inquisitor Tremaine declared her a force adept. To avoid imprisonment or death, she escaped and hid for years in Mos Eisley on Tatooine. There you go. You've got your so you've got uh, so you're force sensitive, and you've, you've been on the run with a death mark on your head, <laughs> <laughs> and you just turned up for a couple of days' work. But the people who, the Freemans who did all my makeup, they actually made me a face mask or a death mask, mm-hmm. and it's got weird girl Pam Rose on the <laughs> neck. I've still got that. And weird girl, like you say, that was just the name on set. Yeah, yeah that must a nice, that's a nice name to be called on set, isn't it? 
Well, that was a polite name for what others called me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what have you taken then? You've obviously, the 1977 film comes out, becomes what it is now. Now, how, what, is, what, what has it meant to you over the years and the character and, you know, being in that film? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> We finally can we get some honesty finally. <laughs> I've only seen about three of the films. Yep. When I moved down to the Brighton area, they asked me to do. I think it was the Force Awakens. Yep. I went and did a charity night, and one of the perks was to go and see the film afterwards. Yep. It's not my. No, your thing. No. No. Was it? Was it? Could you see? Could you see like, through the what was happening on screen in terms of? the movie making side of it or was it no, spectacle was too C- much yeah more CGI and stuff nowadays mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. so it's like Space 1999 yep I did eight episodes of the second series yep I've never seen one episode no of do the you, two series wow. and is that is that just something that you do naturally you don't necessarily go back and watch your work or no it's not even to do with what work I've done it's just I'm always busy. Which is a good thing. And my mother would never let me sit for two hours and watch telly. <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> you know, yep. dogs to walk, washing, yep. shopping. Chores. Because my dad was an invalid, so mm-hmm. he died in 1979. Yep. And I was actually allowed to take two Polaroids of me on set to show him. Nice. That's nice. On, you know, I said... You can have them for your dad, but nobody else. No one else, yeah. And I've still got them. Wow. Yeah. I bet you've got those cherished somewhere. Well, in my album. Yeah. Fantastic. And I've still got the face mask, which yeah. I was offered a thousand pound for a few years. Oh, wow. That's the thing about the convention circuit and the fans is that anything, anything that's been Unusual. on set, they'll people people will offer you ridiculous amounts of money for. So. Yeah. You know, another thing people ask is, oh, did you take any memorabilia? Any nick, nick anything? I wouldn't allow myself to mm-hmm. steal anything. No. Because if I'd have got caught, I would have been That's absolutely devastated. Yeah. And they won't, invite, they won't be inviting you back either. But no, well, Were you offered anything to take, though? Would they say, oh, take this, you, you can have well, that? they give me the mask. Yeah, yeah. But working in a casino, we were police licensed. Of course, yes. So if we'd have done anything naughty, that could have ruined my shut, career. Shut everything down, so... Yeah. No. Okay, well, um, the last thing I had to ask you... I've been perusing your uh, your selection of photos on your desk here. Oh look, there's Batman. There's yeah, Space 1999, Superman. So I've I've asked Pam, you know, how he was how was it working <laughs> with Christopher Reeve? And what what, did, what was your response? He was nice. <laughs> <laughs> she went out of him at the time. So yes, yeah, so, so I'm sitting next to Superman's Superman's old girlfriend. <laughs> Not so much of the old. Of <laughs> <laughs> an ex-girlfriend then. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, Christopher Reeve, a fa- fa- fabulous actor. Um, but that, that yeah, that was a nice little uh, tidbit. There uh, of information oh, which I didn't expect. I there. used to work in a pub part time, and he used to cycle around to the pub, and then we used to go to the cinema. Or nice. I used to go and watch him at the gym, which was in Park Lane, yep. at the Grover. Yep. And that. you know, I'm a normal person. Yep. I've been there, done it. I haven't written the book yet. <laughs> yep. And I won't be. <laughs> about to say, is it coming or not? No. 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 no, no. no. Because people don't understand. You know, they only see five days' work. Yep. And, like, as I said, I'd be 75 in August. Mm -hmm. So, 
there's a lot more gone on. And there's a lot more to come, hopefully, still as well. So. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yes, there will be. Pam, honestly, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your experiences and what it was like on set. You're welcome. And behind the scenes, thank you. Sorry I'm a bit hoarse today. No, no. No, it's perfect. Thank you. OK, thank you. I'm moving along through the convention centre now, and I've seen a familiar face and a voice that has been on Star Wars Sessions once before, the original Stormtrooper, Chris Bunn. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And Chris um, has been one of the uh, kind of the garden lights in getting this convention up and running, haven't you? Yeah, I'm one, I am one of the organisers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And ha- well, first, first thing first. First, thank you for giving Essex another convention. Okay, it's my my pleasure. And how's yeah. how's how's it been today? How's how's football been? It and um, it, the football this morning very very good. Yep. Very good. good. Yeah, obviously it's lunchtime now, so it's got a bit quieter, but. Everyone's going to get their fish and chips on the pier, which I can exactly. see behind me. It's not a bad view from from, from looking out the window uh. to South End Pier. But um, yeah, for those for those who remember uh, myself and Luke, who who couldn't be here today, they uh, we spoke to Chris before at Nerdbase. He was desperate to go home and, and see his family, have some dinner, and watch the England game. But <laughs> I've got him today because I've I've seen his array of photographs. I spoke to him about this last week at a few weeks ago at Nerdbase. But it's to do with the infamous headbanging scene in A New Hope. Now. Chris was the stormtrooper in front of the infamous um, headbanger stormtrooper. In for you, who was who was the stormtrooper that banged his head? Laurie Good. And what was it? How, uh, well, for just for those listening, how how do you know that? And what's your kind of what's your evidence for that? Well, what, I've, I haven't actually got any evidence, yeah. but as I say, I remember be, being uh, being Laurie. Yes, that's it. Yeah, because it was the the documentary. I uh, obviously the Jamie Stangham documentary. Chris was on it. And Laurie was on it, and very entertaining documentary. But at the same time, it was you know for for obviously for Laurie, it probably wasn't the best news. But that got me thinking, and I remember when Chris told me about that, he knew who it was. I just wanted to ask him about that because you you've always been fairly definitive that no, this is who it was. Yeah, yeah, it's Laurie. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, there we go. So Jamie Stangham, if you're listening, it was Laurie. But um, again, just for the for those who maybe didn't hear the first interview we had, what what was it like working on that first film? Because as I've said to Pam just now, it wasn't what it is now, like in terms of a huge global franchise, was it? Uh, well, basically, it's, for us, it was just a day's work. Yeah, it's like well, it was a few, quite a few days' work actually, but yeah. So we got we got paid for putting the costume on. Yeah. And what did you think of that costume when you saw it? Because if I remember rightly, well, actually, you were the body sculptor, weren't you? Yeah, it was actually moulded on me. So yeah. <laughs> so didn't they have to they have to lay Chris down naked on a table? Is that That's right? That's right. Yeah, and shave uh, shave my body. Yeah. Yes, he had to shave. So yeah, so <laughs> for, for the role, Chris was shaven all like, head to toe for the role and, and had mould poured on him. That's right. Yep. Plaster of Paris do. all over me. Yeah. I think the worst things to do. But so every every stormtrooper. Um, the yeah. armor you see in the first film is based they, they, upon they, your... They're clones of me, yeah. Yeah, so there yeah. we go. So Chris, not only is he the original Stormtrooper, he is the prototype for the armor as well. Yeah, that's right. No, no, that's that's uh, something I didn't know until the other day when we were having a couple of beers in the pub. But um, Okay, the last one then. What was, looking back now, what was the best part of working on that set in particular? Uh, having, a, having a good laugh and joke with Carrie Fisher and uh, Mark Hamill. A lovely people. And, how, and what? How, how much interaction were you allowed? Was that allowed? That's the wrong word. Did you, were you afforded with them? Uh, well, in between takes, oh, we always sat together. We all, uh, always had lunch with, uh, with Mark and uh, Carrie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because uh, they were really, really nice people. They sort of like as one of your own. There wasn't sort of like they didn't have. They weren't aloof because I'm a star. Yeah. Sort of thing. Uh, Harrison Ford. 
was okay. All you got out of him was a good morning, but he was a lot more professional than yeah. the, the others. Yeah, yeah. But but at, least, uh, at least you got a good morning out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, he was a, he, he was he came across as a nice guy, but I think it was his first big major film. Yep. And uh, I think he was trying to be professional by learning his lines, learning his moves yep. and things like that. That's right, because I know, and because he, he worked with Lucas on American Graffiti, so he's kind of he was the one that George Lucas b- almost brought along with him to mm, be in this yeah. film. So I imagine there was an element of him trying to impress the boss as well. Oh, right, absolutely, yes, yeah. 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 And I remember you said before as well that George was always courteous and polite on set as well. well George wasn't he? was good, yeah. George was come across a really nice band. I actually didn't get directed by George. That's right, yeah. Because most of the scenes that I done were the battle scenes, yeah, and they're what they call a second unit. Yes. Uh, and uh, you had a, a special uh, battle director who like specialised in, in filming battle scenes. Yeah. So yeah, so I I done most of them, but so I never actually got directed by Lucas at oh. all. But you were uh, you were there and helped him uh, create what has become now now has now, and also you were there for one of the most infamous scenes in what's become film history so uh, that's, that's part of the legacy as well and you're the original Stormtrooper and you're the prototype for the armour which isn't a bad legacy to leave behind <laughs> no I suppose not no, no. no Chris honestly thank you so much mate and also once again thank you for bringing a, a new convention to, to Essex and to, and to Southend as well ok thank you very much thank you I'm next to a man now who won't mind me saying no. he's been about a bit yeah. It's Mike Edmonds, the many faces of Mike Edmonds you might have seen in The Dark Crystal, Return of the Jedi, Harry Potter, Roger Rabbit, The Empire Strikes Back. Mike, Time how are you? Time bandits, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, enjoying the day. And you and we're in Southend. You're a local boy, aren't you? Yeah, I live just about a mile away. No, that's the best thing about what I'm seeing today is the majority of the the talent that are here, they're all Essex based at least. And well, uh, yeah, yeah. This. It's really, really nice to be in my hometown. You yep. know, usually, it's a lot of travelling yep. before we lot get about to people. the event. But, but Mike has, in terms of Star Wars, then Mike has appeared in The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi yep. in many, many different um, forms and characters. But in, in, in The Empire Strikes Back, what was your what was your role in The Empire Strikes Back, and what was it like working on what is now one of the biggest films ever? Well, at the time, I didn't realise it was the biggest film ever. Yeah. You know, I I played uh, the chief Agnor, one of the the chief Agnor yep. at um, and that was L Street Studios. So yep. there we are, all dressed up and with all the special effects and things like this. And it was strange to be just yeah, I do that and then get in my car and drive home, <laughs> going down the. Round the M25. Yeah. <laughs> That's the bit you don't really think about because no. you're, you're in this carbonite chamber. No. You've got Darth Vader, you've got right. Lando yeah, you there, got, you Han got Solo, smoke, sound effects, things like this. You know, before you know it, characters. And Someone then you shouts, get, "Cut!" And you go to your car in the car park and drive home. Go home and have a roast dinner, and then that's it, done with. But yeah. um, well, Darth Vader. Is on set. Was like working. People say there's a presence on set when you see Darth Vader, Dave yeah, Prowse. You see, a lot of people think we all chat all the time. You yeah. can't chat to people. No, I've got to know people more by doing these conventions. That's exactly what Pam said, which is so they, interesting. They, they're in a suit. They got a lot of lines to remember. If and they're, they're in their like zone, that. aren't they? So you just can't do it. And when they finish, they've got to go and get all the makeup taken off yeah. and the costume changed. And and things like this, you know, so yep. it, it, we, you don't have time to talk. So no, it's no. nice to 
have these conventions and meet the fans because without the fans, you know, we're nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's lovely that after all these years, yeah. that people are still interested in Star Wars. It's yeah. wonderful. And it's and obviously it's become a it's become a huge deal. But well, people are just as invested in those original films. And the well, first thing I saw when I saw the Empire thing was to be on that set. I thought. I mean, it's just iconic. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, and it, it's strange, yeah. But just. it's not just Empire. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. You played a few characters. Uh, primarily, I can see you're an Ewok. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, Low Grey, the medicine Low-Gray, man yep. Ewok, and uh, also I played the tail of Jabba the Hutt as yep. well. And there were three, and there were yeah, three, three people guys, in that. Two so, normal they? sized guys, and little me working the tail. Practical effects as well. Yeah, the way and forward. It was. Uh, people asked me if it was cramped. You know, it wasn't cramped at all, and it was illuminated so we could see what we were doing. And yeah, but it hot like in there. And I had a, uh, a, a monitor to show him what was happening through the eye of the camera. Yeah. So if the towel come into view, yeah, that's when I do my part and react to it. You know. No, and uh, so as low grey then, one of the things people say now about Return of the Jedi is uh, why did they ha- why did they bring these Ewoks in? You know, well, that, that is, it's ruined the film. What do you what do you say to people? Because I, I don't know. You asked George no, I Lucas. I yeah. mean, they, they work. It's good fun, and uh, kids like them. I think it it could be aimed at the younger viewer. You know, yep, and and things like that to keep their interest in it, and it's. It still works well, well, and I'm still very popular. You know, oh, one yeah. of my best, you know, uh, signings is the Ewok. He's low grade. Yeah. Now, my my brother, he's he's 42 now. He used to sleep with a uh, an Ewok toy, and I imagine at 42, I think he still does. So, oh, good luck the to legacy him. Uh, Why not? remains. Why not? We, yeah. I tell you, you see some strange, see some strange characters at these conventions, and how they dress and what they carry and things like that. But that's them. Good luck to them. They're not yeah. hurting anybody. You know? No, no. If that's what turns them on, then good luck. Give it. That's it. Uh, so, okay. In in in, this, in terms of Star Wars, then, what was your kind of what's the most memorable thing about working on either of those films? Well, just just being there and the camaraderie and and things like this and uh, yeah, being in America. And, yeah, of course. Uh, and it's just great, great stuff. Because I was a lot younger then, you know, and I could handle all this and, uh, you know, the sweat and everything else that goes with it, you know. And so, the fur. Yeah. And the fur. So. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just honoured and, uh, you know, that I, it was me playing it. Yep. Yep. So you've left your you've left your mark on the galaxy well, yeah, far, far yeah, away. Yeah, I've done you know, loads of stuff, as you know, you know. Yep. And not only, uh, not only do I do films, I've done television, uh, radio plays. Yep. And things like this, commercials, pop videos. So I've done a whole spectrum and uh, I've enjoyed every minute. I'm next to a very, very talented man, is all I will say. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for speaking right. to us today. It's a pleasure and regards to all the fans out there. I've been going around the hall and I've spoken to people from A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. But now we've got somebody who's starred in one of the, in the last, possibly the last ever, Star Wars standalone film or anthology film, I think they called it, Star Wars Story. 
Matt Tyler, how are you? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. I'm good. I'm really enjoying the day. So it's good to be down in Southend. Are you a local boy? No, no, not no. at all. No, no, I've come quite... I mean, I've... The I'm accent from, would say otherwise, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm from Birmingham originally, but I live in Liverpool, so it's a bit of a... Oh, wow, that is a, a drive to come today, down. Yeah. yeah, and how was that? Getting down uh, in the morning? It wasn't too bad getting down, to be fair. I, uh, my partner's parents live in Cannock, so I stayed, stayed there. Con- okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that's halfway house, journey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, not so, too bad. So, Matt... Um, Matt was a Wookiee slave in Solo, a Star Wars story, who, yeah. of course, um, got to hang around with Ross Sandbridge, the creator of this event. Um, I mean, obviously, just looking at you, you're a rather tall chap. How did you, uh, how did you go about get, getting this gig? Did you have to, did they audition people of a certain size? Or yeah, height? yeah. So basically, it all came about. I was um, part of like an agency um, mm-hmm. that I hadn't really heard anything off for a while. So, yeah. um, and then out of the blue, I got a text asking me very, very specifically, are you six foot eight or over? <laughs> and I was like, I thought that's far too specific to be real. So I thought, <laughs> I thought it was a bit of a, I thought my mates were trying to wind me up. And then they called me and they said, no, like, we want you to come down to London to audition. So I was like, yeah, fair Sweet. So I went down, went down to Pinewood, and then was, it's only when I was sat in uh, the LFL Lucasfilm Limited offices that it clicked <laughs> where, where I was. And I was, like, texting my mum, like, you'll no. never guess this. I and think I, I might be yeah. in a Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So auditioned, yep. uh, did the recall, and then got the part. So, yeah. Nice. And if you don't mind me asking, obviously, because we're, we're an audio medium, yeah. are you over six foot eight? I, I am six foot eight on the dot, yeah. No, it was like, I mean, if, I mean, if you were six seven, I'm sure you could have said, yeah, I'm, I'm six <laughs> I'm, eight. I'm flagging it in, you know. Yeah. I just want my platform here yeah. for the day. <laughs> Stretch yourself overnight. Yeah. Um, so, you got to work in the scenes, as I can see, on, on Minban. It looks muddy, it looks dirty, or... Um, what's it, what sequences did you have to do then for the film? So, there was a lot of... Um, Stunt scenes when we're on the outside of the mines. Yep, Kessel, um, sorry, yeah. Yeah, Kessel Mines, yeah. So um, we essentially did um, a lot of fighting to start with. Like the, Very physical uh, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, so the, our scene was that the Millennium Falcon comes down, they're going in to collect something, and then yeah. Chewie finds out there's other Wookiees that yeah, have yeah. basically been enslaved, and then he, he decides that he needs to release them because um, it was supposed to just be a mission to collect, and then eventually they decide to attack the guards and, and release us and that's where it all sort of goes kicks off and yeah. loads of fighting loads of shooting and mm. uh, big big action scene basically yeah. and how was that how was that filming for yourself because like you said with being six foot eight does that does that come with any extra um, limitations when it comes to doing the stunt work or the action scenes no, is it no, harder no, in- it, it was the physicality of it was hard anyway yeah. um, and also being in the suit we were we were in quite a tight suit yeah we had the head, head on, hands on, the feet on. Um, and once you're in it, you're pretty much there. You yeah, can't yeah. Like, just go, oh, can I just pop out for a minute? You're yeah, in there, yeah. sort of thing. And when we were filming, it was about 25 degrees. It was like oh. the heat. Where, and where were you filming Pinewood this? Studios. It was in Pinewood, yeah. So, yeah, so they, they'd created the Kessel Mines in the car park, mm-hmm. um, which was quite surreal. <laughs> and then it was they had like some blockers, but like you've got to imagine they only go so far. Yeah, yeah. So we were running around doing all these stunts, literally just pouring hot sweat. and sweaty. Yeah, very, very hot, very, very sweaty. Oh. And did you get to obviously work with Ross Sandbridge? But yeah. did you at all get to communicate with um, uh, Jonas Suetama, who played Chewie little, himself? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we spent a bit of time with him. There was a, a lot of his scenes. Um, he was obviously trying to, to save us in those scenes, and he needed uh, they, they needed like eyeline. So Ron Ron Howard, the director, would would um, use me specifically as eyeline for him. So there's a point where I'm nice. sat just in a, we're next to Ron Howard, who's directing Jonas. I'm sat there like this is so surreal, <laughs> and, like, and using. So we we did get to speak to him quite a bit. Yeah. Um, 
Probably not like we didn't spend like loads of time with them, but we did no, get no. to sort of communicate with them no. a little bit. Yeah. No. And what about Alden as well? Was Han Solo got a bit of a seems unfairly got a bit of a bad rap? But yeah. how was he on set? Because he he comes across as a professional guy, but a really nice sort yeah, of down to earth chap. He was, he was lovely. He was just getting on with like when we were there. He was very much just getting on with um, the job at hand. To be Being fair, Han, like, yep. um, there was there was no one really that was like diverse or anything like that. Everyone no. seemed to have the same goal in mind of, yeah. of making the film making it the best that it could be and then um, was just listening to what they needed to do and just, just sort of got on with it so he seemed really nice nice well I've got to ask um, the original was Lord and Miller directing yep. How, well, you mentioned already Ron Howard came on to direct yep. did you see any kind of um, shift in the production uh, style or anything well, our, our, our bits to be honest we never actually ended up working with um, Lord and Miller I met them twice yep. once to do uh, twice basically to do show and tells of the costume nice once was a bit earlier in the year I think it was around February March time and we came in and we met them and we were all it was like on a on a sound stage so we came in to, to do that and then the second time we met them was on the week that we were going to start filming and that was the week they got let go essentially yep. so on the Monday we came in to do a show and tell we were in this like um, warehouse in Pinewood doing showing all the bits of our costume sweltering um, <laughs> and then next day we get told um, yeah you've got a week off <laughs> they've let the directors wow. go and, and uh, they're bringing someone else in so. and what did you do in your week off? <laughs> I luckily got to go to Glastonbury <laughs> I, was, I was only supposed to go for the for the Saturday part of the Friday yeah. the full Saturday and part of the Sunday and then I get the call on the Tuesday being told ah oh, you've got the week off so I was <laughs> nice. straight to Tesco to get some beers who headlined that weekend? Uh, it was Foo Fighters nice Ed Sheeran and Radiohead. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Oh wow! So you've got some of the biggest acts in the world and of and <laughs> of this decade. So yeah. that's not a, that's not a bad um, substitute for. And then you got to go work on Star Wars again yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah. Literally so it's not came, bad, came is it? back and then about a week later, it was throw your walkie suit on back into the back into the mix, getting thrown around and sweaty again. Yeah, yeah. Best memory on set then? There were lots filming wise. Um, there, I would say there were bits when we were inside. Phil, uh, I think probably it seems weird to say but working with there were so many funny things that Ross didn't mean to do when we were working <laughs> together uh, filming wise there was a point where we're all in these shackles so basically we had shackles around yeah, our yeah. necks and yeah, yeah. our hands and uh, we were our filming bit was to get released pull them off pull the uh, shackles off and run through uh, the tunnels yep. and we practiced it quite a few times and sometimes they get a bit stuck and a bit stiff and I remember getting mine off and all I could hear in the background was Ross just going oh no <laughs> in his voice yeah. Yeah. oh no and then and there was another one where he ran and he headbutted the, the, the mine and fell over and I was just in <laughs> absolute hysterics the problem is we're supposed to be filming like a professional production and you've got like a Wookiee in the background giggling another one on the floor um, so yeah I think just where like because we, we spent all our time together it was just like I, I, none of it felt like work we were just messing about that's amazing time. yeah having fun the worst thing. part is by the sounds of it there doesn't seem to be any video footage of Ross banging his loaf in the There's mine probably somewhere oh. someone's sitting on that like you've been framed style, <laughs> style if anyone outtake. knows Ron Howard or, who, yeah, or anyone else get those outtakes please get that yeah. yeah there was a lot of, there was a lot of falling over and uh Hurting himself throughout the throughout the film, which probably doesn't mention too often. No, no, he hasn't <laughs> mentioned that. And then, obviously, working on Solo, did you get a chance to go and watch it afterwards? And what did you think of yeah, of yeah. this film? So we went to the premiere. I took my mum to the premiere. Nice. And uh, 2018, I thought it was a great film. To be mm-hmm. honest, like um, I've always 
enjoyed the the films. I'm not like a, an, an avid avid fan. Yeah, yeah. I've always like sort of appreciated the films. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing is the production level of the new ones. Obviously, there's a, some people don't like them as much just because they don't feel it sticks to stories or whatever. But the actual production level, like as a film itself, is is it's amazing huge, to sort yeah. of see it come together. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a really good film. Yep. No, no, I enjoyed it. It was one of the more adventurous yeah. of the new films. When that's what it felt like. Uh, a smuggler's heist yeah. and a bit George Lucas as well. So, uh, Matt, honestly, thank you so much for giving uh, your time uh, for talking to speak to us today. Amazing. Circling back round now for the convention here in Southend, I'm standing next to a man who's been in the original three Star Wars films, David Stone. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you very much indeed Good. for asking. Oh, the first thing I have to ask for anyone, especially in these original films, how did you get the part? What was, what was the, surely there's a good story behind that. Well, as I mentioned, the, um, I went to drama school after um, school and uh, university, and then I got somebody wind of something happening at Elstree, an audition mm-hmm. for people wearing rubber heads. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I'll go along. Just I fancy see, that. Yeah, see what it's all about. <laughs> so I go along, of course, I've got the part. And it was this one particular one, and it was called The Multi-Eyed Creature. Yep. Because at the time, Lucas didn't give any um, of the names to any of the characters. The toys hadn't been released yet, yeah. The toys hadn't been released yet to give them a name, yeah. So, um, anyway, I did that, and I wore this head in in a load of scenes with the land speeder, in the canteen scene... You know, all the dance disco scenes. Of, do you remember? I remember those, yep. And um, anyway, we did all that, blah, blah, blah. And then he, when we wrapped on A New Hope, the first one, he said, do you want to be in the second, and uh, which was the Return of the Jedi, as a B-wing pilot, which I went on to be, as you can see on those photos. I can, yep. And then... That was quite interesting. I did a bit of doubling for Mark Hamill. Oh, wow. While he was away in in America, I think he was in L.A. or somewhere. (laughs) Rather than call him, they put me up 40 foot up in the air in Elstree. This was mostly done at Elstree, except for the first one. We went to Tunisia. Mm -hmm. That's right. And we did the land speeder scene. But then from the new uh, Return of the Jedi, playing the B-Wing went on to um, Empire Strikes Back to be an X-Wing mm. so he, Lucas kept, he seemed to keep us on like a little family um, keep us on and then um, I was on that for quite a few months um, <laughs> being the X-Wing that's in yep. the control room there that particular photo with and that's surrounded by yeah, that's a ton me, of people that's yep. me there Carrie Fisher there and blah 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 so um, it was very interesting I mean it, it was amazing really from something that was going to be nothing to something that's taken the world by storm I mean it's amazing what happened did you have I mean maybe not well, maybe not so much on the first film but in the subsequent films did you start to realise yeah this is I'm working on something really quite big here well, we even did on the first one in the, in the end because Lucas then, he must have got wind of something and then he realised that um, we were going to be given character and contracts. Yeah. But So my name on the multi-eye creature was changed to Wyosley, which was the character that yep. I played, that multi-eyed head. Yep. And um, 
then he realised that something big was going to happen and that's when he went on to sort of you know forethink about the new one the, the next one and yep. the next one and blah 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 he almost, it's almost like he knew what he was doing all along didn't yeah, he George yeah. well it seemed to trigger off something the first one mm-hmm. and then um, but then good for him and good for people in the world because there's millions of people follow it yep. and um, I don't think anyone there's not many people who have said to me that the recent ones are as good as the first three mm-hmm. but people are biased aren't they some people say <laughs> yes some people say no yep. Then, as long as it's all part of one big story, yeah, then exactly. that's that's the main thing. Okay, there's a big following on this all this Star Wars stuff. If oh yeah. If you were in Star Wars, no matter what you did, you could have been the cleaner. I mean, you would have been. Followed. People are interested in what you've got to say. Yeah, so, exactly. and that's lovely though as well. Yeah, so, do is. you do you have any um, kind of major memories of working, like I say, with Carrie or with Mark, maybe on those films? Um, with Alec, and it's just Sir Alec, Alec, yeah. Alec was very quiet man, a very unassuming man, and I, I think he wondered. He was sort of beginning to wonder what on the first one, yeah, because that, that was the character. The, 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 multi-eyed with uh, Alec Guinness and Mark he was wondering what the hell he was doing there (laughs) but then you know it all sort of slotted into place after about six months or a year (laughs) because it came a blockbuster you know as you know and then he went on to do the second one and the third one and blah 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 and um, I sort of left there well I didn't actually leave the films and tell you what I did um I did a couple of other things, the stud, and then mm-hmm. um, what else did I do? Um, oh, a Bridget Bardot film. I was the best man nice. in a scene when she came over from. Because uh, she's working in Italy, I wouldn't she? Pardon? She's been working in Italy quite a lot, I think, at the time. Yeah. yeah. But this was years ago, yeah. I mean, she was stunning. Yeah. Looking in Tower of. We were filming in the Tower of London this particular film two weeks in September and then the stud and then I went off and did a holiday complex in Devon I bought a holiday thing in Devon because it's more stable yeah financially you know you've got regular money coming in and blah 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 so I bought that then five years ago I sold it moved back to London and thought do you know what it's a good time because they kept asking me would I do the conventions when I was down there? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I can't. I'm running a holiday complex I bought. You can't do everything in life. And then when I sort of sold that, moved back to London, because mm-hmm. my mum's up here, Yeah, I thought it's a good time to start doing the comics. I was going to say, how long have you been on the circuit? Because some people have been there since you know, conventions began. Others are <coughs> fa- fairly new to it. Four or five years. And how, how have you found that? Have you just been in the UK? Or have you been able <coughs> Bless you. York. That was a big one. Check in. How did you find them up? Sorry. <laughs> How, um, have you been around the UK or have you been uh, uh, oh, Europe, around the world? Or? America, Canada. Wow. All over the place. And, uh, Europe. Europe. Man. That's, um, that's not bad, is it? In America. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, you think there's a few conventions in the UK. There seems to be one every week in the States. So, but... But he's going to sneeze again. The talking about Star Wars is uh, causing David to get so excited here. But um, yeah, that no, that that's fantastic. Hearing about the convention, hearing about the stories behind the scenes. This is my daughter. Yes, she is. Olivia. 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 You're pretty. You take after your dad, don't you? <laughs>
David, thank you so much for giving a couple of minutes and talking to us today. Nice, nice. Right, I really, really enjoyed that. Back outside again. It's not raining quite as much now, but uh, I'm in my car about to head off and get some coffee for the long old journey home. But uh, very uh, great job by Ross and Chris to get the uh, Screen Signers by the Sea event up and running from its inception to its delivery. Eight weeks was basically how long it took for, for this idea to formulate uh book. It's book the guests, book the room, book the date. Uh, and get people buy, there buying tickets. Eight weeks, which is a fabulous effort by the guys there. So shout out to Ross Sandbridge, Chris Bunn, and to everyone who turned up as well. There was a good turnout on the day. Hopefully we'll get some more uh, next year, because it's always good to see a uh, convention here in Essex, as I mentioned to some of the guests. It's great that it's in South End as well, the newly minted city of South End. So there we have it, a short and sweet extra partly half of that can apply to Ross he's tall and sweet I suppose Chris is short and sweet as well good lads they are good lads but uh, that's going to be that then for this uh, Screeners by the Sea Star Wars Sessions Extra uh, hopefully we'll have some more like this when Luke and I attend conventions during the year so keep your ears to the ground on that but until then may the force be with you and see ya I'm going to go and get a coffee now yeah.